0: Hello, and welcome to the In My Defense podcast, the irrefutable proof that I actually have several friends. I'm your host, Christian, and this is the show where I bring on a guest and give them a chance to rant about one of their favorite things. This week, I have on director Gabriel Reynolds, where we discuss the art of filmmaking and the experience he had directing his first feature-length film. Uh, If you all want to check it out, the film is called For My Sister and is currently available to stream on Amazon Prime Video. So hey, check it out, rate and review the movie and let us know how much you love it. Gabriel is a talented artist and I want to see more people like him doing their thing for the rest of time. For show notes, make sure you check out InMyDefensePodcast.com, and if you have any comments about the episode, uh, feel free to email at InMyDefensePodcast at gmail.com. So let's just get into the episode with Gabriel Reynolds and I talking about filmmaking. i am here uh with a friend of mine gabriel reynolds uh terrific indie director director of the movie for my sister which you can find now on amazon prime video uh say hi to everybody gabriel
1: hello everyone out there on internet out there in internet land
0: And, uh, we're using this opportunity to talk about, uh, your experience as a director, as a writer, as a producer, as someone who works on set a lot to do these indie films, uh, working on For My Sister. Yeah. And, uh... I guess we could just start off talking about like your experience with it, and maybe like the experience you've had so far over the last few years uh, working in filmmaking. So, uh, how, so what was can let's describe how you got into filmmaking and like kind of what that process has been like over these last few years for you? Yeah,
1: sure. If uh, we go all the way back to the very beginning, uh, it starts at my uh, youth. Um, uh, according to my parents, I, I was able, I was a you know pretty pretty avid uh, visual artist even from a young age. My my dad describes me how I uh, how I would. Um, before I was even verbal, I was, uh, you know, using a pen to express myself, uh, you know, a, a writing utensil to just sort of um, express how my day went, you know, through jagged, sharp lines or smooth flowing curves. And um, so, uh, you know, very, going very far back and you know, I was always very in tune with with a uh, visual art sensibility. And uh, I guess it's not a big surprise that uh, as I grew up, um, you know, I became fascinated with uh, well, I kept up with visual art, but um, I got more into um, story or sequential art, story-based or sequential art, like comic books and movies. And uh, the fascination just grew. And ultimately, in at my early adolescence, you know, I became very aware of sort of the uh, you know the practitioners of, of the of, of the filmmaking art. And uh, yeah, I fell in love. And you know, uh, early adolescence, I, I seized my dad's um, digital eight millimeter video camera. And, yeah the rest is a uh, sort of history so to speak
0: was there ever a chance that there would be like some kind of other medium you would get into like uh, f- filmmaking is really interesting to me just because like it is one of the most accessible yeah. mediums that like where you get this style of uh, storytelling where you can hit you can hit a lot of people very quickly right because a video a video is super easy like um, most of the time it's it's a story that you can absorb within maybe at most a few hours, right. like two, two or three hours. So yeah. it makes, makes it really easy to sit down and kind of like enjoy something for what it is. Yeah. Uh, was there like me being a comic book fan and a film buff, and all these other and all these other both of all these other forms of storytelling? Is there was there any chance that you would end up doing something else uh, besides y- filmmaking?
1: Yeah, I mean, before before uh, that early adolescent period where I kind of became really aware of of, of um, you know sort of the personalities and the the the, the the world of, of, of behind the scenes film, you know, the filmmaking, um, I I really saw myself maybe as a potential animator or, or an illustrator for comic books. It was something that I would do. Um, I would draw my own little, you know, little, sort of the borders of my my notes in school or agenda book just like little kind of like mini comic books and um uh so that that was an avenue that i thought i'd explore and and get into ultimately but uh yeah just just filmmaking kind of took over um but uh yeah for a time it was it was definitely in in the realm of illustration or or even animation yeah, that was something I was considering. That was maybe back at the end of grade school.
0: And that's interesting. There's a, there's some, there is some cross crossover for those. Uh, do you do you ever like storyboard your your films? Like when uh, you like do when you when you put when you putting together sequence events? Do you use that like, sequential storytelling? To, like, oh yeah, like,
1: absolutely. Uh, for 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 a time, that was a that was very much kind of my modus operandi. I Was um, definitely outlining or, or uh, yeah, storyboarding for sure. You know, getting the the, the, the sequence of cuts and shots um, kind of put out uh, in the exact order they'd appear in the film. But lately, uh, I haven't. Rely too heavily on that i mean if i have to work something out that's really complex and uh, i don't have much time um to execute on set and i want to make sure that i get something just right for the for the editing i'll I'll do some sketches but lately i'm so used to visualizing sequences and scenes that um it, it really doesn't um Call, the, the need isn't too, isn't called for too greatly to, to storyboard these days, but early on, like first few short films, yeah, I would storyboard everything. Every shot was 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 planned and figured out
0: in advance. Awesome, I'm 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 glad you're on here because I think when it comes to the stuff that happens behind the camera stuff that happens on set when a film is being made i think a lot of people while a lot of people love th- uh, films and storytelling and all these kinds of stuff like i don't think it's something that people think about all too often is what happens behind the camera yeah, uh, yeah. i know that it wasn't until probably for me it wasn't probably until like my up, up until my 20s or like late teens that I really started to appreciate follow instead of, instead of following like series of movies I would follow directors and yeah. follow writers and it's like I'd, I'd want to find out like who was working on a certain right. like a certain film before right. before I, I made any before i made any prejudgments on it you can't really judge something until after it's made yeah, but yeah. Uh, seeing seeing certain names in the credits maybe think oh yeah. well, this might be interesting because of a certain idea yeah it's a
1: it's a common theme you have of, of, of even you know just yeah film buffs or even nascent filmmakers they, they at one point they just became aware that there were people behind the camera and that there was this whole elaborate you know mechanism involved in, in producing these wonderful things that we you know it's very front facing we see the we see the the beautiful elaborate product you know the the, the public part but we you know we're rarely exposed to the behind the scenes stuff, but it, you know, I think it was in the early, you know, it was with the advent of DVD that there was a whole new uh, way of exposing people to the behind the scenes, to the, the special features and commentary. And that became part of the film experience, you know, getting a DVD and exploring those, um, the stuff, the supplemental stuff that would come with them. And I think that's, I also attribute that to like really, you know, Cluing me in on the fact that uh, there's a whole world, you know, behind the scenes that's just as fascinating and, and, and just involving potentially.
0: Yeah. And and the idea that like while like some of these sets might have hundreds of people doing them, the teams can also be as small as maybe like a dozen or just a few people. And or one. <laughs> or, or, or one. Yeah. In, in other cases where yeah, it just it just becomes like this really amazing endeavor for someone to put on. Yeah. And, and it it's super accessible for. So for someone to get to it where well, all you need is maybe, like... I mean, now you can do it with a cell phone. Yeah. Um, which is really interesting. And we've seen, like, theatrical releases of movies from that were filmed on, like, something like Tangerine that ends up on film or right. something like that. Right. Uh Were there any... Growing up and finding out about the names behind the cameras and all that kind of stuff, uh, were there any like inspirations for you? Like, any people that you kind of look up to or still look up to? Oh yeah, absolutely. Kind of- yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm not, not going to name any names because it's kind of obvious. I mean, I think the majority of the filmmakers that inspired me when I was, you know, coming up and, and doing this on my, on my own, were you know the the, the movie Brat Pack of the uh, of the '70s and '80s, Lucas Spielberg, mm-hmm. Scorsese. Um, uh, I mean, these are just people who had amazing careers. They they came up in a time where they grew up on television, and they had such a, a refined sensibility for filmmaking, you know, and they hit the ground running when they got that opportunity to, you know, start their careers. And, um, yeah, I mean, there, there's a whole a huge gamut of, of, of filmmakers that continually inspire and, and kind of speak to me. And, you know, and I always have, I, it's kind of like in phases at times, like where I get really honed in on on a particular filmmaker and I look at their work and I, you know, I, 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 you know, see what they, they've made. I read interviews, I I watch interviews, I, I, you know, kind of, you know, fully explore and and kind of study them and and gain from that. So yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Um, I don't know, there's uh, some filmmakers that uh, aren't too often referenced that I really, really enjoy learning more about her filmmakers like David Lean uh, behind Lawrence of Arabia, Dr. Zhivago, Bridge on I like John Ford. I'm a huge John Ford fan. I read a huge, really thick biography about 10 years ago that just intrigued me uh to a really great degree. And there's an Italian filmmaker called um, Paolo Pasolini, very controversial kind of filmmaker. I love his work. Um So it's, 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 uh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm always like keeping my eye on things that I may have missed in my like you know, my own personal survey of what's out there, Roger Corman, King of low budget B movies. Like I love, I love, um, you know, like, like more, um, you know, I, I do like, you know, serious, you know, kind of a, prestige fare but i also like really kind of uh hammy sort of b movie stuff that's really done cheaply and and kind of so yeah there's a lot of filmmakers not it's, it's too many to name really and i feel like if i just, just choose a select bunch it's kind of like limiting the what the, the, the full range
0: is no it's, uh that, that's it's really cool that like seeing someone like draw, drawing the gamut of all those different names and seeing all these different styles coming through and yeah. being able being being able to draw different things like film filmmaking is one of those things where i feel definitely steal from your favorites maybe like not, not like steal like specific ip or anything like yeah. that but definitely like steal techniques if you see something that's interesting yeah. or you see and that you've never really seen done too often and you feel like you can you can it'll help you get across whatever idea you're doing yeah. on a story yeah. definitely steal from it it's not right. it's something that i don't think enough people really do yeah absolutely i mean
1: they say good artists borrow, great artists steal, because there's like a ravenous nature to it. Like you, you, you love it so much. You want to, you know, embody it. You want to imbibe it. You want to like, Be, be part of it and uh that's uh that's it's definitely a, a familiar sentiment i you know i see in, in hear. but um you know you, you have a filmmaker like tarantino constant homages constant like you know um sort of remixing and and taking of, of other people's of other filmmakers but you know in a respectable way you know and he, he he is uh he cel- celebrates them by using them so in an honoring kind of way and uh things like that are really Funny cool moms.
0: Everybody loves an innovator, but uh, like you can see that you, there's a there's a lot to be done when you when you are drawing off from different ideas. And like it's funny today in the in this culture that we have now, where things were, it's okay to be obsessive about certain ideas. It's okay to be obsessive about them. It's okay to be a nerd and be a geek and yeah. and hmm. to really get and to really dive deep into these like very very specific niches and and then you have someone and then so like you, that's why you see someone like tarantino and then all these other directors that are coming up nowadays people like you people uh people who grew up on all those all, all these previous works so like standing on the shoulders of giants where you yeah yeah see uh people that um, can really accomplish so much
1: right that's uh that's, that's um uh, isaac newton uh you know, yeah. standing on the shoulders of giants yeah absolutely
0: yeah so I, I i'm really excited to see like where things go because like uh seeing 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 people in, innovate in the thing and then like the the the, the person who might come up it's like some new way to tell a story may not necessarily be the best person equipped to uh, tell the best version of that story. So it's really interesting to see like what happens later on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's an exciting, it's an exciting medium for that reason. I mean, there's so many facets to it. There's kind of like, um, you know, I think there's a lot of places it can go. I think, you know, after hundred years, I think we're just scratching the surface. I think, um, you know, filmmaking is just, it's such a rich art, art form. It, it includes so many different disciplines that, you know, the combinations and kind of like, um, you know, what can be done with it is I think is is always an exciting prospect, I think for any art form, but one that's so sort of young, uh, relatively young compared to like music and architecture and um, da- you know, dance and, and even theater. Um, it's, 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 uh, you know, it's, it's pretty young. It's a young, yeah, yeah,
0: that's that's that, that's one of those things that makes me the most excited, right? Just because, just because, like a hundred years is not a lot of time to uh, establish like where something might be going, or, yeah. or or to establish like even what it is, yeah. and so seeing all the different influences that can happen thanks thanks to uh technology and other mediums doing their own thing and like you said like filmmaking just draws in all these other different things like it is a mixture of art and music and writing and 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 theater and it just can lead to so many great places and so yeah i I, i'm the next hundred years will probably be insane uh, when it comes to where film can go right right right. right Well, I mean, it's all dependent
1: on the uh, the vigor of the those who practice it to really kind of stretch those boundaries, because it's easy when it's commercial, as commercial as it is, and this is always a sticking point for me, but as commercial as it is, what I like is the, the avant-garde, or the amateur kind of approach to filmmaking, where they kind of, um, they say, you know, they're doing the formula, it works for them, they do it kind of, you know, the studio's that are sort of in charge of the industry. They they make a certain movie a certain kind of way, and they kind of replicate their successes. They kind of follow formulas that are tried and true. But what I like about independent filmmaking certainly is that uh, there's a level of of, of uh, you can take risks. You can kind of do things that are averse to the to the the established way of doing things. And it you know the thing is it's like a mindset. You can kind of convince yourself and see this, these these great films and so many of them, and, and think, oh, we've done it. We've reached the zenith. We've reached the, the pinnacle of this art form. But I really you know I, mean, I always think like no. I, I reject that and say there's so much, there's a different way we could be doing things, things that are far more, you know, allowing of different, different um, modes of operation in the, in the art form. So yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, it's, 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 a big, big, big topic, but um, I'm hopeful that, uh, you know, that we're not too, too stuck in our ways. Due to the, uh, the the commercial nature of the of the industry.
0: No, I think I think you're exactly right. Like seeing uh, seeing things go more commercial, seeing things happening on the large scale, like the the block the blockbuster movies that happen, like those those will always be paid for by like producers trying to figure out what the formula is, right? Yeah. Like what is the, the way to guarantee the most profit possible? Right, right, right. And and there and there's going to be sticking to a pattern and trying to see what what moves can be made. Okay, we have this person. If this succeeded in the past, it will just probably keep doing it until yeah. it doesn't succeed anymore. Exactly. And then for the indie scene, the indie scene is where people are kind of like, no, we're doing this kind of like for us. Yeah. Yeah. They're not beholden <laughs> to
1: quadrants. Like they're not like following yeah. any kind of, I mean, I, that's the kind of indie filmmaking. Like, yeah, like there's still indie filmmakers that are kind of like, you know, we got to satisfy this audience. We got to do things a certain way. But um, I think there's a, there's, a, there's, there's still a lot of filmmakers out there who really want to push the, push the envelope and do things a little, do it the, you know, their own ways, kind of satisfy themselves first and foremost.
0: And yeah, and those are always the ones that end up, I think the most successful, even like on a blockbuster stem, it goes, yes. Like for, for a blockbuster film, it is there are h- literally hundreds of people working on this one thing, and yeah. every and for a lot of them, it is it is just a job, and they're just kind of like doing the thing. So yeah. I so just because a lot of people worked on this thing, and they tried really hard at it. It yeah. doesn't necessarily make it good. Right. But you, usually, the way I always judge a film is kind of like, it are the people who work on this really trying to accomplish. What are they trying to accomplish? What was their idea going into this? What were they trying to uh, what was the idea that they were trying to get across? Sure. And 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 if and I if I feel like they've succeeded at that, the film is good in yeah. my opinion like Berr. regardless of budget or regardless of like what they might have actually been capable of, if they got across the ideas they wanted to get across, then to me it's a success. Yeah. yeah that's a good rubric. At least when it comes to the the storytelling aspect of yeah, it. Yeah. For for you, and we could probably get into uh this film in particular. What like what was your goal when coming into doing uh, for my sister
1: uh well i wanted to um well the, the movie's very conventional so i know i talk about you know kind of pushing the boundaries of things and as an independent filmmaker but um this this effort was mainly to um to do a very kind of conventional script, it still has some things that I think are a little more, um, a, a little bolder than the usual stuff. But for the most part, I wanted to just tell a story about two sisters, uh, a topic that had social relevance. Uh, so I, I kind of um, grounded it in, in experiences I've heard of, I'd heard of, and, and read about uh, with relate related to, uh, to 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 mental health and mental illness. Uh, especially, uh, I feel that's important in Miami because Miami-Dade County is the largest metropolitan area with the most people living with severe mental illness, uh, yeah, in the country. So it just felt uh, as much a um, as much of uh Sort of a duty to do this kind of film, uh, as much as it was like pure artistic inspiration. So yeah, just um, yeah, yeah. It it was grown from just a a desire to do a a, you know a first feature, follow you know a tried and true formula with a traditional three act structure, uh, tell a a very um, simple story about two sisters. um, And uh, I think yeah, I think I I, I satisfied those basic uh, requirements. Um, uh, It's a film I'm extremely proud of. Um, I spent a a year and two months making it, a few months writing it, then eight months in production. We shot main weekends and uh on a budget of uh, a minuscule budget just under six thousand dollars and um shot on my phone and there was no crew beyond myself i was the only one uh orchestrating pretty much everything i had i had some producing help for my mom who helped me secure some locations so it's a, it a very family kind of a family affair um but but beyond that it was just me like you know with the wonder of what i'm able to do on my personal computer i was able to just organize an entire production and cast and uh you know it just it went off really kind of smoothly and kind of flawlessly and you know, i had enough time and resources that it just um you know came together really well yeah uh
0: what, one of the most interesting things and the movie's kind of book ended with this Yeah. I had, I had rewatched it this morning is the framing device they use, and I and right. use I don't don't want to go into too much detail because to me... Yeah, I don't don't want to spoil it. But yeah, uh, was the framing device you used for getting the story across something that was due to those budget, uh, budgetary constraints or was it just, it was it cause I, cause I, f- I feel like this is kind of the idea that you had for this framing device or something like, oh yeah, you can do this for like future films. Yeah. Oh, That's, absolutely. Like, this would be, yeah. be a cool thing to see. <laughs> like, yeah. like all these things happening in the same world. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah.
1: There's, there's definitely, uh, I, I, I had it in mind that I, I was doing something with not like sequel potential, but certainly a universe, uh, contained within that, uh, the use of these, um. What are the uh, time traveling nano drones? Um, but yeah, no, it, it was also a way. Of, it was several birds with one stone. Um, it was a way of justifying the lo-fi, you know, phone approach because it's it's not like you know you're not watching it from from a god's eye point of view. Sort of, um, you know, uh, excellent, high quality, high fidelity imagery. You know, you're watching drones, so the drone footage produces something a little more lo-fi. So it's, it would it sort of justified the use of the of the phone uh, to shoot the film. And um, also, yeah, I wanted to just contest the idea that, like, we have to approach every medium, like, from an omniscient perspective rather than um, something that's more limited and more subjective and and has a definite uh, time and place um, that's knowable. Uh, rather than assuming, you know, just you know, God's eye sort of thing. So uh, yeah, it was a it was a sort of like a multi tiered um, uh, the idea behind it multi multi tiered and uh, yeah, it was I wanted
0: definitely, it was definitely a cool approach and it yeah. definitely colored colored my perspective where it was like seeing it was like I it felt it felt like spying really it felt like I was spying yeah well that, I mean that's cool. it's also
1: the nature of a lot of film we're we're in on these people live they don't know we're watching but we're watching them so I wanted to kind of like play on that a little bit I thought that was really an, an interesting facet of storytelling in film. Is, is the perspective which you observe things. And, uh, yeah, so... Uh,
0: what was... So when it came to, like, putting the film together, uh, did you... Did you, did you uh, other than like your own personal support people within your circle, that you're really yeah. off from, were there, was there any like support coming in from the community or from the city or anything uh, like that? I, I
1: tried to milk, you know, everything in my immediate circumstances, everything that my family could offer, that my cousins uh, in, in here in Miami could offer, uh, friends that I knew had, had things available that I could shoot. Like the film is kind of like written around things that I knew I had access to. So I really took advantage of, of, of those resources, but I didn't take on any money or financing. I had, now, these are all saved, my own savings that I applied to the film. So uh, it was really kind of like a very homegrown, very grassroots sort of thing. Um, and I, and I want to keep things that way. Like I like that mode of operating where I, I'm not like taking on investors. I'm not taking on, you know, a uh, big money. And then, you know, cause with that may come demands and, and limitations on what I can do. So if you, know, you keep it kind of close to the chest and kind of, you know, very personal and, and, you know, intimate, I think you can retain that, that essential freedom comes with. It doing things that sort of way Mm -hmm.
0: uh was your goal kind of just like to get the story out there because it was something you felt like needed to be told or well let's just start with there was like this was just yeah just a story that you felt like needed to come out and need and need to be out there in the world for other people to watch
1: oh yeah absolutely um you know every film that i make like i kind of like try to pick a theme that has relevance beyond you know just just artistic whim and just you know um like i try to do something that's kind of like tied to the social fabric you know something of some relevance to 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 society at large. So yeah, like I said, it felt more like as much a duty to do a film about this topic as much as it was like, just, you know, kind of like a, a really creative and fun idea. Uh, I think it has both, but um, certainly the, the, the former, it was definitely a a kind of priority.
0: Awesome. Um, When it came, when it, so when it came to say there was like a four month writing process. Yeah, roughly. Yeah. Were you drawing from like personal experience or because of the prevalence of like um, mental illness in, in the area that we live in and in the world, in the, in the, in the world as a whole, was it, was it, how personal was the story for you? Uh,
1: uh, somewhat personal. I mean, given the nature of the film and and, and, and the, the, the attention and focus on stigma and mental health, mental illness, uh, stigma associated with, um you know, people who go through these experiences. Yeah. I I, I feel comfortable so, sort of saying that, yeah, I was drawn upon, you know, my own experience with a, with a particular ailment uh, related to to mental mental illness, um, so yeah, it was definitely drawing from from personal experience in some aspects, but a lot of it, uh, you know, some from from you know per, per personal experience, but a lot with from things I'd heard anecdotally or just uh, through some research. So it's kind of a mishmash of things, but um, yeah, there's, I mean with every film I do there's some out el- there's some personal element like these aren't like abstract um you know kind of projects like there, there's a I think there's each of the things that I've done like there's a there's something uh there's myself you know in in, in a lot of what's what's uh sort of the, the impetus behind behind these films like something that I, I think is important and relevant to to me as well um so yeah uh, definitely yeah there was some some personal experience drawn from
0: no yeah uh, that makes a lot of sense I think uh, when it comes to the arts, you'll find a lot of people kind of using, um, whatever medium they have to them to like, get like, it's kind of it's a cathartic process. Yeah. It's you, it's you getting out these energies that you feel oh, yeah. and just putting them out oh, there. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think anybody that gets involved in any, any kind of creative endeavor can relate a lot to that. Right. What was interesting though, was that, that I just thought of right now, like the main characters in this film, they're, they're cr- the creative aspect of their lives. Like they're like in these very professional, the main character who was Evie, yeah, she yeah. has this, she, she works in this like professional office. Right. Her yeah. sister her sister is this young person trying to like get it get it get out into the world and join into the um university the work, yeah into the university and going to go into the workforce and like figure out the way yeah these going. are young
1: people these are the trials and tribulations of young people for the most part yeah yeah,
0: yeah and since and it it felt it felt very relatable and one of the things uh i don't know if this is calling you out because of the because of the budgetary stuff or if it was an, uh, an actual choice but yeah. i'm interested in finding out either way is there there's no score really right yeah you not know, no. hear any music right until the end of the film yeah and,
1: yeah yeah because you know, i i uh i wanted to well you know with this approach with the nanoderns i also i kind of threw into the mix that like there's no there's no um uh, non-diegetic musical score uh that, that's playing but that the characters can't hear um so i i avoided I sidestepped that, but included some music in some some key key moments. But it's yeah, there's no traditional musical score, much to the chagrin of my uh, collaborator and uh, fellow composer, uh, you know, composer Ben Morris, who was like, you know, when, when am I going to get a chance to write a raw, you know a real rollicking score? I mean, he's like really looking forward to that, and I've kind of had to. You know uh, not I haven't been able to do that just yet but uh, I keep promising him that you know in the future we'll, we'll we'll get to that at some point well you know traditional score because he's really good he's a really talented guy Ben Morris. but uh yeah and really quick I want to acknowledge the um the talents of those the two uh main, main actresses in the uh in the film that's um Stephanie Maltes playing Evie and christina de Fatima who plays um Tris, and they did a, a fantastic job
0: yeah yeah as as I guess I'm a, I guess I'm a local performer in South Florida yeah and and, and seeing some seeing several faces that i've been familiar with people that i have been involved with on a on an online platform that is accessible to millions of people across the world absolutely really awesome. yeah
1: <laughs> yeah it was really good fortune to to get distribution on the film um yeah so
0: i don't know if i'll ever be used to like recognizing names in the credits of the stuff i watch <laughs> <laughs> right
1: yeah, I know. It's a, that's the beauty of a, of a you know, it's, I, you make a movie in your hometown, you know, like kind of like in, in, in a very busy metropolitan place. You, you know, it, you realize how small the world is, and you know how how yeah, just a lot of really kind of like. Um, Go get people, people. People want to do stuff, and it's just fun and exciting to see. You know, just catch catching some of them and letting them do their work and within the frame of the film. And yeah, so I'm glad you had that experience and were able to see you know
0: some familiar faces. Yeah. Out of out of curiosity, if you kind of had uh, a practically unlimited budget, like what, what oh, would you have? Oh, scary, scary, scary what, thing. What, what, <laughs> what, like if if you had if you had like the reason not you to do whatever you wanted, what would have been your decisions? Would there be that many differences? Or, like, if you okay, done anything? Yeah, with the sa- if it had the same
1: basic concept. um, I mean, I, yeah, I can. I sort of, you know, what I do is I kind of further, kind of justify the rather. How can I say this? Uh, I make sure that the 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 cinematography absolutely reflected the um drone like you know kind of like the movement and the uh yeah. the, the 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 maybe even um how those nano drones worked would work exactly in 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 that uh in those scenarios um because as it is there are some it's not 100 uh, perfect like there are some things where you know it's kind of it's like uh, yeah i kind of feel like there's a there's a cameraman behind a human you know human it's not like a floating drone but um you know, if I were to, if I had the resources to pull that off exactly, and I could keep things you know in the same in the same mode that I had them, you know, when I made the film, I definitely try to make sure that the that aspect was far more in line with the the broader, uh, you know. Uh, sort of articulation of that idea
0: it's only because th- those level of nanodrones don't really exist yet right government no. that's really, <laughs> that right cia those gov- those kind of drones don't exist is the only reason why right. i don't, don't want to give
1: many ideas i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah so being so being behind the camera and working as the writer producer director for the whole thing when it comes to your experience uh working behind the camera and it, it being kind of like this kind of like not necessarily guerrilla filmmaking but like you know we we're, we're using a using a cell phone for the whole process and everything no like it, it was very guerrilla i mean we were
1: on locations we didn't have permits for so we had to work <laughs> fast and quick and there were times where I, I was told that i couldn't finish shooting and just
0: lucky enough that i was
1: able to get what i got before i had to you know leave the, the area All
0: right, so definitely guerrilla filmmaker. yeah definitely kind of yeah, yeah uh oh well let's talk let's talk about that i don't know if that's something that a lot of people are super familiar with but um yeah like when it when it, you you need permits and stuff to like really film professionally on yeah. certain things like that and 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 so when you're doing guerrilla filming, it's basically just taking a camera and getting what you can get yeah. in the time that is available. To yeah, you. yeah, and then dodging
1: any potential people who may be you know curious about what you're doing and maybe prohi- you know prohibit what you're doing. So yeah, it, you know, thankfully you know I was shooting with just uh, a gimbal with a phone and a microphone, one handed thing, so it was easy to go in, get it, and get out, and um, you know it just by virtue of that, just that, that the, the way the technology was implemented, um, it allowed me to, to work fast in places that I didn't, you know, didn't have the, the, the permits. But if I were working with, a, you know, a, you know a elaborate crew and, and equipment and everything, I would have had to get those permits because you can't set up days and, and then, you know, risk it by being thrown out if you don't have the the, the right, you know, the permission. It,
0: it always is fun seeing that happen though where someone does have like a big sentence. Yeah. Like, okay, we need, we need to do all these like, no, no, I went
1: to film school. It happened all the time where I mean, there were some situations where um, people were promised things they showed up with everything a lot of equipment old truck and all this thing and uh and ultimately they 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 couldn't shoot and they had to like you know re, re, retool and, and it affected a lot of productions you know that, just, uh, that happening uh it's very common right,
0: everybody everybody came out here now we have <laughs> yeah or extreme
1: <laughs> time constraints and like that's no way to work if you care about you know, the product that you're making you want to assure that you have you know, ample time to get things right. Um, it's all this is worth, you know, you spend so much time writing and, and honing a script and everything you wanna execute well. So you just yeah, you yeah, know, watch out for that.
0: Uh another another goal that I wanna ask you about, other than like just getting the movie out there for people to watch, is what are you kind of hoping that this does for well, where, where are you hoping for the film to go? Like now it's on a streaming platform yeah. and well,
1: no st- yeah, streaming is a godsend. I mean, the fact that people can just uh, tune into it, uh, in their living room or in any device that they're choosing is just like, you know, uh, incredibly uh, an oasis in the desert. It's like, and this oasis is expanding, like it's, it's, streaming is becoming the, uh, kind of the, um, the, the, the premier place to, to experience, you know, to receive content. And, uh, you know, the main goal is just to get people to watch it, enjoy something that I spent a lot of time working on, experience, you know, the art of, you know, um, it's just what what this is all about is really just, um, you know, just getting, getting, getting an audience to, to watch it watch a film and enjoy it.
0: And does it give you that opportunity to also do it more often? Like what does this mean for like the next possible feature? Yeah. Okay. That, well, I,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I signed with a company that, um, is, is very indie focused. Um, they're, they're called Indie rights. They're based in LA. Um, they're an incredible company run by, you know, the, the, the same woman who, who leads the company is the same one who responds to all the emails. So it's a very kind of like, um, how can I say this it's sort of a it's a it's a very intimate operation but they do an, they're very dedicated to, to helping the cause of independent filmmakers and you know I have one film with them so in the future you know you've established that relationship It's potential that you know I could get them to uh, accept my, probably my next film and, and and you know get it also on on, on the same streaming platform and Amazon is just the start there will likely be more in the future but uh, Amazon is the first one they, get, they, they typically um, set, set a filmmaker up with because it, it provides the best analytics and that kind of determines you know where the, you know where the, the the films are best playing uh are best served
0: that's interesting yeah I didn't, I didn't know about it like i didn't know about that when it came to amazon i think cause amazon does seem to be like a first step for a lot of yeah it just, it's huge it's the biggest
1: streaming service uh, that's not netflix netflix of course is a whole different story requires a, a different set of circumstances to get on that service yeah, even,
0: but even even netflix keeps a lot of like their streaming numbers like private and they hold them yeah yeah amazon's open
1: far more open in that regard yeah
0: yeah, it's interesting. So does this does this mean more more possible features, or are you kind of? Oh yeah, no, it's
1: features from here on out. Like it's, it's this is the currency of the uh, of the, the filmmaking kind of the world. You know, people you know determine great talent by feature films. You know, short films are like calling cards or. Proofs of concept and everything, and they're fun and they're easy to do. and And I love, I love, you know, the 17 years I spent making short films. I really, you know, um, uh, it was a great training ground. But I always knew that, you know, it was always going to lead to making feature films. So from now on, it's it's just feature films. Um,
0: and doing it on the indie scene, I, I like 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 we said, like we said before, like there's just so much about indie filmmaking that will elevate the rest of the rest of like filmmaking for the rest of the time. Just because like the opportunities, well, not the opportunities, but the things that you can do. when When you're not beholden to uh, producers, when you are, when you are just trying to get an idea, let those, those are the interviews. Those are the people that can actually like get, get these new grand ideas out there. And some of the most interesting things you would have, you will see in film are done. With six thousand dollar budgets, yeah. and and um makes me really excited to see like where things go from there. Yeah, I mean
1: with streaming, you're opening up a whole new uh, sort of like avenue for for people who really didn't have a, a they had a voice, but they didn't have a you know they didn't have a, a, a loudspeaker. But now they they have easier. It's much more easy to access that loudspeaker and then to get their, their their you know the product of, of of you know their own their own process out there. So, yeah it's an exciting time i think it's uh yeah and especially i mean the uh the whole pandemic situation as terrible as it is has certainly accelerated this the shift in in terms of streaming and um you know it's inc- yeah it was inevitable but now it's like more it's, it's uh, more media now
0: and former sister has has had like theater theater yeah there screen. was some there was some exhibition
1: that we did uh just before the pandemic hit like the the six eight months before before everything went uh kind of kind of you know, well, uh, closed down and everything, yeah. but uh, yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, we, we had two screenings at Coral Gables Art Cinema, a wonderful venue, and then um, two educational venues at FIU and then Miami Dade College Homestead, and those were great screenings, well attended, um, you know, fun affairs, you know, getting to see your film, you know, projected on a fairly large screen, and then uh, yeah, especially in Coral Gables Art Cinema, they have a state of the art um, uh, theater, really, really great, great uh, place, and um, yeah, the, I wish I could have done more, but you know, fortunately, uh, you know, fate, fate has its way, so yeah,
0: uh, uh, speaking on uh these times that we live in as every commercial always ends up calling them um, yeah is is there is is there kind of like some kind of special approach done to filmmaking now like uh are you still able to work like yeah work or
1: well i had a script all ready to go a follow-up script i mean a full hundred um it was a not roughly yeah 90 page script um ready to go ready to shoot i had the lead actor already you know extremely excited ready to go on this and uh, I finished the script like about a month after uh, the, uh, the, the 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 crisis hit. And I realized like, I can, yeah, there's no way I can pull this off until we were returned to like a, even a scrap of normalcy. Um, but it's a, it was a fairly ambitious, you know, a lot of not as ambitious in terms of like locations or certainly the cast, but um, it was a, it was a, it was a, a very conventional script that would have seen, you know, actors and locations and, 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 and things of that nature, um, you know, coming together in a, in a film, but, Uh, I had to, yeah, I had to put it aside. And in the intervening months, I've just been kind of like, kind of retooling, just figuring out what can I do in these very limited circumstances. And um, it's, yeah, it's definitely, so yeah, it's definitely changed the way I approach ideas. Like I can't do what I wanted to do.
0: I'm I'm somewhat interested in that too, though, because with these limitations it does limitations do breed innovation absolutely absolutely just just because like because you can't do a certain thing right. means means you'll just have to approach it a different way absolutely. some of the best some of the best films of all time have been made due to that yeah when it came to uh when it comes to like producing these indie films uh i think ho- like hollywood and big budget stuff like there's definitely certain things that like oh like when it comes to like the three act structure when it comes like when it comes to like submitting a script to a producer in hollywood or something like that basically if you don't have if you're not on the climax by like page 90 then you <laughs> your script out the window like they yeah. skip right ahead oh they, they they're
1: much faster than that i mean i've read that uh, that first page is cr- critical i mean if, if it doesn't jump out at them right away i mean they, they pass and most producers don't even read the scripts they have people who they delegate to do that and that's really unfortunate i mean i've heard a lot of things that pretty some producers don't even like movies they just like the the business aspect. They don't really care. Yeah. The Philistines essentially at heart and
0: yeah. Um, yeah yeah I, yeah i've heard of that too like they, they, they won't even read the first 90 pages yeah. they will just skip ahead to the 90th page right. and be like and then thing happen. then th- things really go crazy yeah and that's 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 when they'll actually like keep their interest absolutely and and
1: there, with, with a lot of scripts that i mean it's a lot of sequels and remakes and reboots and all sorts of things that are just sort of like um working off established properties and there's a sort of um um
0: it's kind of like an it's, it's like an apolitical conservatism right yeah I mean, no it's playing it's these ma- massive covers. media conglomerates
1: <laughs> it's they're only interested in the bottom line and how much the money they can squeeze out of, of the audience and like that's toxic like that's just i mean that's the nature of, of, the, of the economy and um but uh you know that's why you know in a, a society that can afford you know um a good good solid middle class you have people who can you know survive and at the same time do something interesting that isn't bound by those, those requirements
0: um is there is there is there any aspect of storytelling that you haven't been able to do yet that you're kind of looking forward to any new ideas you kind of like want to play around with like new techniques or Uh, uh, tricks tricks with editing yeah i know absolutely well
1: um you know i kind of broader more conceptual stuff like i'm working on an idea right now that kind of throws out um you know, uh, sort of, uh, you know, placing actors in a scene and location and, and having a, a dramatic scene play out and are kind of playing with um, just the nature of, like, in a similar vein to the nanodrones it's kind of playing with the nature of perspective and how you uh, receive a film or at least film events. I don't, I'm trying to get away from storytelling, believe it or not. Like, I'm trying to, like, get, get away from that that fundamental, you know, what, what is assumed to be that, you know, you have to have in a, in a film. And, you know, because when I was at film school, like, I was exposed to a lot of experimental films even before then. I was kind of curious about, you know, kind of the out reaches of like the the you know, people practicing this art form. So I'm not saying it's a full consuming got to go in from story. It's just like, I'm, I'm thinking of idea. I have ideas and concepts that are far more, um, take more advantage of the the purity of the, of the medium. Again, I don't like talking too much about them kind of spelling it out. is is kind of deflates it to a degree. And these things are best kept in the head until they're ready to execute and and, and put into action.
0: Uh, That does get my mind racing a little bit. So what, what do you think are the aspects of filmmaking that aren't really achievable, by other mediums.
1: Uh, well, I you know to me like editing is is just the idea that you're putting a sequence of images together. Um, you're deciding their their placement. Like for me, the, the what's exciting about the medium, like in what I do, like the, the the thing that gets me like really excited is just putting together you know building sort of a um, a line of thought with, with images put together um kind of building a, a, a kind of an ecosystem between things that are kind of images that are interrelated and there's connections that are built between um you know different different you know kind of you know, incorporating a narrative sensibility but also just exploiting that that very primal you know nature of, of, of the uh of, of that experience that you can produce with, a, with something edited a certain way yeah i don't know to I me mean, just put that juxtaposition that, that combining things in, in, in new and interesting ways is is kind of the uh kind of the well of that uh, you know, filmmaking for me
0: that's interesting because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like wreck my brain about those kind of things at the same time and I think like film film is really the only medium where you have a series of images coming up in a in a prescribed order yeah. trying trying to get a certain point across and yeah it would be interesting that it doesn't necessarily have to be following a narrative it doesn't necessarily have to there doesn't have to be like some kind of consistency, consistency to perspective Right. I, yeah there's a lot of the, like I, I'm, I'm already thinking of like some really cool places that someone might be able to go with that kind of thing
1: yeah yeah i mean it's uh it's it's sometimes yeah it's difficult to articulate it's really just a thing that you hold in your head until you're ready to execute and always the trick is you know like my, my my mentality is always like i want to do experimental filmmaking ultimately like i want to do more stuff that's that's uh riskier and far more kind of um untried but at the same time you want to make it accessible you want to you don't want to alienate you know a potential you know v- uh, viewer base you want to kind of um kind of bring them along on, on this really uh kind of a radical journey.
0: <laughs> yeah, because like if for anybody listening, when it comes like when it comes to appreciating a certain medium for what it is, it's always because of the things that it's capable of doing. Yeah. And no one, Yeah, like, no one its, it's own have. virtue,
1: its own unique quality. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, that's very Cause important.
0: I, cause, Cause I think of things like you being a comic book fan, like I think about like something that comic books do that no other medium can do. Like one is that the imagery that it invokes is only limited by the time the artist has to actually put it on the page. Yeah. And one and there's another aspect of storytelling through a comic book that can only happen in a comic book is the turn page. Yeah, is is someone saying a thing in the last panel on the right side on the on the right page on the yeah. last panel yeah. and then you turn the page and then it's just something and then it totally changes everything that happens yeah absolutely yeah path. even that
1: that nature of just turning the page that's part of the medium i mean and you, you should yeah, exploit yeah. that artist you know work in the cockpit medium you can easily exploit that and i'm sure you're, they do you're, yeah
0: yeah you're you're used you're making the reader a part of the story right. they 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 actively had to progress from one moment to the next right, by turning right, that right, page right. And, mo- and moving to the next thing yeah and, and 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 so those are the kind of things that we're about about when it comes to what one what what you're what you use a medium for yeah absolutely and i'm, and I'm thinking about like what film does and like films like you're taking a you're taking a chunk of this and and you're taking bits and pieces of different um moments along that that you're able to like put to film and then or digitally whatever right, right. we say if we say film but yeah not no, just, yeah like, it's but, digital proudly um, digital and but it kind of like but and but, t- but taking all these different uh cuts and putting them together in a way that gets an idea across and not yeah. even necessarily a story but an idea. Right it's, right right. Like Inception is one of my favorite movies and it's just because it's like the art of filmmaking being able oh, to yeah. kind of put an idea into somebody's head with it. Right, right. Oh yeah, it's a whole that's realizing. that
1: whole uh, metaphor behind that yeah, beautiful film. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, no totally. Um there's some Asian comic books like in in the Asian comic book industry they I think they've really got it down because they play with huge swaths of space and and you know they they kind of balance things out between like you know very Kind of like kinetic things versus more like uh, kind of calmer, more passive parts of of a comic book. It's not always like the same consistency. And I've seen some examples of that, and that just like, you know, extraordinary stuff. And I I think, uh, yeah, you can, I think that's a, yeah, just any visual medium. There's so many things that you can exploit that are you know, relating to just the nature of what they what they are and what they can do. And because yeah, that,
0: that's that's because that's the trick with comic books, right? Is like the trick with comic books is the the, the person absorbing the story is 100 percent in charge of the pacing of yeah, that story. Yeah, yeah, so. You can you can you can linger on a page or a panel or a word bubble for as long as you want before you move on right, to the next right, part right. of it. You can go back. It's 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 a it's a thing that not many other mediums can do. Yeah, I and now now I'm recommending. Like, how can now I'm thinking to myself, like, how can film do that? I'm like, I'm doing, I'm running uh-huh. in my yeah. brain uh-huh. to be like, like, uh, because I think one of the cool things about film, I think, is the ability for film to take other mediums into itself, right. and 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 ha- and and play out those concepts, right? Yeah. So like, what, like, what if the audience could. Control the pacing of a movie. How would that change the storytelling? Well, we're getting there. I mean, with VR.
1: I mean, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of VR. Like to me, like art in general is is the 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 one of its fundamental qualities is that you're being shown things, you're being presented things that you're not you don't have control. You're you you know you're 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 kind of like the director is taking over the filmmaker, the the you know the artist is taking over the the experience, and you're kind of like at their at their at their mercy, you know, sort of speak. Yeah, but I mean, in film, like to me, it's like it's hinged upon that basic idea. So my job is to make sure I'm directing something or putting together something that's, that is effective in, in, in terms of like, you know, putting something in front of a, an audience, making really good, a lot of choices, good choices, um, entertaining, thoughtful, um, potentially inspiring and
0: interesting. But like when it, when it comes to the ideas that you're trying to get across, what are the tools that you have available to you? Like, like, so you, you have, you have the editing, you have, uh, be, you have the ability to be able to make, uh, choices while you're actually filming the scene you have playing around with playing around with the pacing playing around with settings all these kind of things I was like are there, are there any tools that you have access to that you find work best for you and the kind of storytelling that you want to tell, or is it just uh, depending on the moment? I
1: got to say, uh, a majority of what I do is all, you know, it all comes from just the pen and paper, uh, or just like an open notepad document on my computer where I just catalog and get all my ideas out, and, um, that's where all this is really determined. I mean, it's fun on set. There are all sorts of things, you know, you, there are all sorts of choices and problems you have to resolve and choices to make. But, um, the fundamental thing for me is, is the writing is, is, is kind of building it all. The, the whole framework or the blueprint well beforehand, you know, uh, in, in, in you know, either typing it out or, uh, by longhand,
0: yeah, I think we've talked about it before. You're someone who definitely appreciates being able to get it all ahead of time. Oh, yeah. And- no, it's all, yeah, it's, I,
1: I'm a child of design.
0: <laughs> I, mean, a lot of, I mean, a lot of people who are children of nature, and that's fine, that's
1: a beautiful thing, but I'm a child of design. Like, I, I, I like uh, premeditated, you know, things that are that are carefully honed in advance before they're executed. Yeah, that's that's one of the consistent things.
0: No, that's a very amazing thing. I am incredibly jealous of you because <laughs> I am a child of chaos. Um <laughs> I, I am super comfortable with just like dealing with it at the at the, at the moment and right. just kind of like hoping for the best. Right, right. There's nothing wrong with that
1: it has its own strength and its own i mean uh, you what you and, and everyone does at improv workshop is hinged upon that basic idea of just being spontaneous operating on some good principles and just kind of uh, on the seat of your pants and that's an incredible talent and skill and uh but uh there's another world that, that I, I i come from but i have so much admiration for for that you know the, the, the children the of chaos
0: like I, like the thing like being able you know, being able to get it all out ahead of time like i i as as someone who like i i i, I play DD i play like simulations mm. online like simulation games like i'm playing factorio trying to like plan out and design <laughs> my own versions of like these mo- the most efficient machines possible yeah. and like can, i'm just gonna can i just throw everything uh-huh. into this and see what <laughs> right. happens and see what works and 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 why and, and then i watch it all fall apart then i try again so like the the ability to be able to uh, visualize everything that you need and get it all get it all on a page yeah. and is is amazing to me it is mine it is mind boggling and it's and it, and, it, and it's something that like uh i am severely i am severely jealous of you mm. and 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 totally in awe at the same time because uh if if i ever got into filmmaking i to- would totally see myself as doing like that judd apatow style it's like <laughs> we're just we're, we're just gonna we're, gonna we're gonna we're gonna uh record 100 hours yeah. <laughs> of, of video and dialogue and then we'll just take the best parts and see yeah, it. yeah
1: yeah figure out in post yeah yeah no there's a lot of filmmakers in film school that were like that they're like just just don't plan just just execute just you know improv filmmaking making and uh there was something i admired about that i didn't ascribe to it you know myself to that full degree but yeah i definitely admire that sort of thing so there's lots of all sorts of approaches and ways you know to do things but uh yeah i don't know it just to me it's always been you know filmmaking is is hinged on the writing it's always been a kind of a solitary activity you know i, I didn't get into film like through um like tv production with a bunch of friends making crazy videos like that's a that's a common avenue into filmmaking mine was more like i want to tell a story i want to write a script i want to present this to actors and get them to do this and i want to just be me my camera my tripod and just execute you know from that basic premise um
0: it's it's, def- it's definitely like there's yeah there's two kinds of people in this world <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I don't, I don't i don't imagine um well some some of those beautiful things happen when like those things combine so like i'm yeah oh, it's, it's be- always a, there's always
1: a mixture it's never one you know absolutely one or the other
0: there's always a- yeah it's always, but it's always fun to watch. It's really amazing. So uh, as we're nearing the end of this recording game uh, for my sister uh, is out available for people to watch on Amazon prime. Is there anything, is there anything you want to say about the film itself that kind of like that maybe you haven't said so far to kind of like get people to want to watch this and check it out?
1: Yeah, totally. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a fun, heartfelt story um, about two sisters. Um, one of which uh, named Evie played by the wonderful Stephanie Maltez. She's um, struggling and they find herself in a quest to help her, her younger sister, Triss, played by Christina de Fatima, also a wonderful actress, uh, trying to get her out of a, out of a serious funk. Uh, it's threatening her um, her, her upcoming uh, university career. And uh, yeah, it's, it's steeped in, in, in sort of a sense of, of uh, the dire crisis that is mental health in, in this country. Um, some, some aspects of the film are a little exaggerated, but uh, kind of absurd, but to make a very important point about the nature of mental health um, stigma uh it's a it's a you know they say that the greatest barrier to to mental health is in fact the fear and apprehension related to seeking care and 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 you know um being open about about the the, the issue you may be having and uh so the film is is, is a fairly i, I like its, its pace it's a really quick pace so if you think it's like a, a very kind of long-winded drama uh it's not it's got good humor in it um it is you know, levity sprinkled throughout and it, it's a it's a, it's a Fun, fun movie. I, I, a lot of people have attested to that fact. Um, it's got uh, 40, I think, as of now, uh, 46 five star reviews um, on Amazon. Um, and uh, that's just a point of pride for me because, you know, I, I haven't been uh, soliciting positive reviews. I just asked people to review it and I think they've been fairly honest. Uh, so it's, it's uh, yeah, it comes well recommended from a variety of people.
0: I definitely enjoyed watching it. Like, it felt like it. I mean, it kind—it does feel like being a fly on the wall, and that's. Well, yeah, that's an actual aspect it. it just feels like you're just sitting in. It's like consciously, consciously
1: fly on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: so. uh, um, it is it, like if if the if the fli- if the flies had were cinematographers, like. <laughs> right, right. Um, if it felt like, uh, yeah, it felt great. The perform the performance. Oh yeah, started-
1: yeah. I can't. I can't. I can I gotta I talk that up a bit. Um, you know, a, a cast of about thirty plus uh, local, also Florida actresses and actors. I think one one of my friend in LA who did the narration at some points. He's he's a LA based. Um, he's an editor actually, but he does voice acting. Um, but no, the the talent that came together. I mean, it was a fun casting process. I was able to find people that I think are pitch perfect to each role. Uh, they all they all pulled their weight and did you know? It turned out I think even the smaller roles are, are you know the little gems sprinkled around the film. There's some you know quite a few just little bit players, um, but they're just uh, even those are are really kind of like fantastic and, and yeah, just it's a wonderful tapestry of of, of stuff for its talent. So if you want to support indie filmmaking and especially the the, the wonderful uh, acting talent in in our in our community, um, yeah you know render or buy the film and, and leave a brief review. That I also want to insist on that because it helps the visibility of the film on Amazon and uh, this is. They, um, you know, very, very, you know, um, sort of of the marrow, very, very independent filmmaking um, kind of a
0: product. Yeah, please do so. And uh, if people want to engage with you online or for follow, or find out more about what you're up to, Gabriel, where can they find you online? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: sure. Um, well, I think uh, you'll include a link uh, to, to clarify my, my name because my name's a little difficult to spell. Sometimes people confuse Reynolds with Reynolds, it's R-H-E-N-A-L-S. Anyway, so uh, my website is um, www.gabrielreynolds.com uh, you can find, um, you know, I, I, can, I can recommend the, um, the Twitter hand, the, the sorry, the Instagram handle for the film is for my sister movie. So you can find us on Instagram there. Uh, and um, I think, f- yeah, on Facebook, there's a Facebook page for my sister that you can find. yeah I, I don't know whether to mention the Twitter. I, t- Twitter is for my sister MOV. Um, and, uh, yeah, you can keep up with the film. If you, if you like the film, you want to support what we were doing. Um, then, uh, yeah, by all means, uh, you know, follow, follow us on those, uh, on those, um, platforms.
0: Yeah. All of which I will include the links to yeah, yeah, yeah. on the website Wonderful. for anybody that wants to find them. Uh, Gabriel you were a terrific guest I always love having like uh, creatives that are like heavily involved in the things that they do Mm. uh, on on this show it's always a lot of fun it was I hope you had a great time oh yeah yeah. I
1: appreciate it I I have such I have such uh, admiration and respect for what you and and the crew of, of the uh Cutler Bay uh, Improv troupe do um, for the community to the hosting the workshops. I mean, um, yeah, you're always a, a wonderful staple of that experience. And I mean, we've had to. we were, we're, you guys are online now. I'm thinking of joining those Zoom meetings at some point. I want to maybe pop up, pop in. But um, you know, the last few, the few years that I attended, um, I was always in awe of this the the magnetism and the skill with which you you perform. You know, and, and do those exercises with us and yeah it's it's it was a great experience so hopefully we can get back to that one day in person thanks uh-huh.
0: buddy much appreciate i do appreciate the online stuff though because that's the only time i can ever do improv without wearing pants so <laughs> right. <laughs> right i right. appreciate that uh Gilbert, you were great yeah. thank you so much and let's get into the outro That is the episode, folks. It's episodes like this that I really love. Big props to Gabriel for being on the show. Having someone on who is knowledgeable and passionate about their craft is the reason why this show exists. If you wanna see Gabriel's work for yourself, For My Sister is available to stream on Amazon Prime Video. Use your account, use your parents' account, steal it from your neighbor. Just make sure that after you do, rate and review it and help ensure that indie artists keep getting a chance to put their work out there. For more info for my sister. Check out all the links in the show notes below. Also, since this is a film focused on demystifying mental illnesses and mental crises, I've also included links to several hotlines one might use if they find themselves struggling. Remember, you matter and you are loved. On that note, I will see you next week with another geek on the In My Defense podcast.